It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome, baseball family. This week, we're going to talk about Rob Manfred, MLB's new uniforms, and Anthony Rendon right now. Nine Plus Us presents the Baseball Together podcast with your hosts, Blackjack Brad and Kansas City Little Big Briggy Blue Eyes. And now, Baseball Together. Welcome back, baseball family, to this week's episode of the Baseball Together podcast. I am co-driving this ship today. I'm Brig, and I got Blackjack Brad right here with me. How are you, Brad? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, had had a very busy, active weekend. A lot of baseball, Brig. Right. A lot of baseball. Very exciting. Why don't you tell Lots everybody what you did baseball-wise, because we're all jelly. As you should be, because Thursday, so it all started Thursday night. Uh, we went and saw the Savannah Bananas and the Party Animals. Uh, the Bananas ended up winning the game, as you might expect, although it doesn't happen every time because I guess the Party Animals won Friday night, from what I heard amongst Jesse Scuttlebutt. said it was, it's not a clean-cut thing every time. It's like right. they don't plan. And it was it's competitive. Like, it really is. Like, yeah. This is the That's thing that cool. I noticed. I don't know if you noticed this, Brig, but uh, the pitching, they're not going full bore because – the party animals and the bananas, they're not, none of them are in the dugout. At first, I was kind of like, that doesn't seem very safe. But the other thing is, there's not a lot of foul balls because those pitchers are not bringing it. Right. Like you might expect, right? Like it is entertainment. Right. They want offense. Yes. So guys are not hitting a lot of foul balls. Um, but anyway, no, it's, it was really cool. It was a lot of fun. It was a party, like legit. I was like five pitches in. I looked at my nephew and I was like, this is how baseball should be. Oh. Non-stop music, tons of fun. Like, and mostly the non-stop music thing. I don't see why you can't have music playing consistently throughout a baseball game. Yep. Right. And I guess That's- the communication thing, I don't know, but you cannot have it so loud because NBA games, they have music going the entire time. They do. The no reason time. not have it going during baseball. That would just be so much, so much fun. It Make it more take- of a party, less of a picnic. It would take an entirely new approach for every fan i remember being in savannah and watching the bananas play and that was the first thing i remembered noticing well the first thing i remember noticing is how completely packed it was and that we barely got tickets um i think we were among the last like five or ten tickets sold if i remember right something like that but yeah you're probably one of the last five or ten people to get a be able to get a ticket when you did too. Like I think after you guys went is when it like really, really blew up. Yeah. You got to be the international sensation that it is. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah, yeah it's you fun. It. It's you fun bought early stock. It. It's fun to have seen it before everything went skyrocket. That's really cool. yeah, yeah. So so we did that Thursday night. Friday, uh we went to the Seattle Mariners backfields. I wasn't sure if they're gonna want to do it. My sister and and her kids. I was sure if they were going to want to, but we took them anyway, and they had a blast. My sister, who's in her forties, has never done it. She's like, "I'm like so starstruck standing here watching Ichiro hit balls to the outfielders and watch Julio Rodriguez twenty feet from me." She's like, "This is the coolest thing I've ever seen." Yeah, it's amazing. And Brig, we scored a Julio autograph. 
Julio! Julio! Yeah, and I don't That's have a voice awesome. this weekend. Yeah, my son managed to score a Julio autograph. It was amazing. He was just like, he was so pumped. We went to the team store after. He's like, Dad, I need a Julio jersey. I was like, not for that price, you don't. Yeah, right. So, <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> maybe another day, but not here. We'll get it another time. So we did that on Friday, and then I was like, do you guys want to do more backfields this weekend on Saturday? They're like, yeah, we're, I was like, my niece is a huge Dodgers fan. I was like, let's go down to Glendale. We can go hit the Dodgers. And she about fainted on the spot. She yeah. refers to Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts as her husbands. <laughs> <laughs> She's a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you expect? That but awesome. so we went and Brig, it was like you thought we were seeing the Beatles. It was a zoo, an yeah. absolute zoo. It was crazy. But it was super cool because we were kind of standing around waiting to see if we get some players come out. It wasn't nearly as accessible as the Mariners were for good reason, right? Sure. You had that many big names, that yeah. much money tied up in your in your payroll. You're going to have to yeah. kind of keep things tight. At Pretty the Fury tight. Sports Complex at the Mariners, we were able to get we were able to fill a ball and a half with autographs. Dude, that's awesome. That's it was awesome. awesome. And and the thing that's cool is we were like, I was telling my son, I was like, dude, we are like, I was like, this is our last baseball. I was like, we gotta figure out a way to get another one because we don't have any more to get signed. He came home with four because they were getting them from batting practice home runs. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a bunch of baseballs to get signed now. That's but awesome. Dodgers and we didn't get any signatures, but it was still really cool because we watched Yoshinobu's Yoshinobu Yamamoto's first spring training live batting practice session against freddie freeman mookie betts like against all those guys jason hayward they all faced him and we were just like dude this is so cool that's it was unreal it was a really cool experience and and it's funny because my niece and nephew weren't super aware of like this the gravity of what we were watching and so my sister was aware which i was very proud of she yeah, leaned cool. over and was like, when he's going into the Hall of Fame, you can say, I watched his first live batting practice session of spring training. Like, yep. so cool. <laughs> that is so cool. Yeah. So it was a blast. And we walked over. We were able to walk over to the White Sox uh, facility. There was nobody there. Really? Like, there was, like, maybe a handful, handful of people. If there was 10, Brig, then I'd be shocked. There was nobody over there. And so we had, so we got Mike Soroka, we got Mike Kopech to sign a ball. And yeah, yeah, it was cool. So we did get some signatures over there. And then on Saturday, I was like, or Sun, that was Saturday, Sunday. I was like, do we want to do this again? I'm going to give another go. And they're like, let's go to the Padres side and bring. It was so funny because we got there the same time we got to the Mariners on Thursday, crickets. There was nobody out there, not a soul on the field. And we're wow. like, I mean, I guess it's like a slow Sunday morning. I don't know. But it was like so funny because then we could totally see different. kind of across. We could see through the fences. And the Mariners were already working out. Yeah, it's totally different. Yeah, just like a different mentality. And I don't. And this is the thing, too. And I, I don't want to like it's early, right? Like we're a week into spring training. But oh, yeah. this is something I noticed, Brig position players showed up early on the Seattle side. Hmm. I think there's a mentality over there that has not been there before. And ah. these guys are ready to get going this year. Now, eventually the Padres guys did show up. We saw you Darvish. We saw Manny. We saw Tatis, right? We didn't yeah. get any signatures because again, like it was funny. Those guys were running from station to station. Really? 
it was like my son and my niece and nephew. Like they were like late. Kids. Yeah, like they were late. <laughs> yeah, because they got started late. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, like all these kids are like, "Can you sign my ball? Can you sign my ball?" And they're like, "We gotta go!" And they're sprinting across concrete on their spikes. And like, first off, that's not safe. Second, yeah, no, do I get it. You know, <laughs> why don't you ride a motorcycle in the off season instead? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah, so it was it was fun. We did a ton of baseball stuff this this weekend and got really pumped up for the season i can't wait for it to start in fact six more weeks of spring training i'm sure we're gonna be over there several more times it'll be a ton of fun that's awesome man we're all jelly super cool as it should be all right baseball family uh we have a public service announcement coming up but before we do that i wanted to let you know that we are going to start a monthly newsletter it's going to start at the beginning of the season this year You'll get short snippets of where each of us share. Like we're going to talk about additional topics on top of what we share on the podcast. And we're also going to give you like sneak peeks on what's to come coming up on the show, future partners that we'll feature, current partners that we'll feature, any sort of deals we have that we've, you know, been able to secure for you. We'll put that out in the uh, newsletter as it comes. So just click the link in the description. Sign yourself up for the newsletter, and you can get in on all that good stuff that's coming. Okay, public service announcement. The first spring training game is three days away. Count them. One, two, three. Unless you speak French, and then it's un, deux, trois. That's how many days there are until the first (laughs) spring training game. From today's episode, everyone has already reported workouts are in full swing, unless you're a Padres player, apparently, or a White Sox. Just a little late, I guess. Opening day is currently 37 days away. That's it. 37 days. Oh, my God. I can't wait. So fast. It's so fast. (laughs) All right. Let's get into some hot stove, warm stove arbitration and some signings and some things like that before we get into. uh, We got a lot of stuff to talk about today, actually. So Jorge Soler signed with the Giants. His deal is three years, 42 million. We expect him to DH probably full-time for the Giants. He might platoon a little bit, but he's probably going to DH almost all day, every day. So that'll be really I'm a, cool. I'm a little disappointed in this. He's not going to look as good in a Giants uniform as he did in a Marlins uniform. 100%. I totally agree with that. That's but the reason I'm really disappointed in this. It's a good spot for him, though. It's a great he'll, he'll be successful there. He will be, and it'll be great for the Giants and Giants fans. Yep. Okay, Liam Hendricks signed with the Red Sox. Two years, $10 million. There's a mutual option for a third year. Brent, This one was killing me. Brandon Woodruff and the Brewers agreed to a two-year deal because the money was not disclosed. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> sneaky. I was like. Very, very sneaky. <laughs> it was very nice. Uh, he is expected to miss. Okay, he's still expected to miss most of this season after shoulder surgery last October. So the, he could the still miss all thing, of it too. They don't know. Right. This whole they thing is shrouded in mystery and who knows what's going to happen. Who knows what's going on? I mean, I expect Brandon Woodruff knows, and I hope the brewers know what they're doing, but I'm sure they do. We, but I told, this is more what I've been saying about the brewers where it's like, what? They're just playing different this year. I don't know why, but all the decisions they're making seem wonky. And then after further review, it's like, well, okay, maybe that might work out. So I don't, it's I don't just know. Another, it's just another question mark in Milwaukee. <laughs> it, it totally is. 
A re, a Luis Arise loses his arbitration hearing. He gets his $10.6 million instead of his $12 million that he asked for. This That is the dumbest thing It's a terrible ever. mistake. Because Why if, if I'm him, like, like, this is the thing. is like, I understand it's a business, right? This is the business side of it. I get it. Yes. But yes. on the other side, though, like, as a player, you want a measure of loyalty. And me, I'm like... Um, don't offer me an extension because I probably am not going to sign it uh, because I'm going to go see if I can find somebody else who appreciates me more than you do. 7,000%. This was such a bad faith move for me. Yep. I hate this for him, but I'm going to love it. $4 million. Get real. Come on, man. That's like a dollar 50. Okay. (laughs) Uh, apparently, and this we're going to just gloss over, but apparently the Yankees have another offer on the table for Blake Snell. There's literally no detail out there yet. And if there was, we'd bring it to you. And with our luck, there probably will be by the time this comes I, out. I did see something in the ballpark of like $35 million a year, but I don't know for sure if that's exactly what it is. I think that exactly. might be speculation. I don't know for sure, though. Exactly. So the previous $150 million offer was rejected. We learned it was the only offer made to Blake Snell by any team around the league. Uh, He snubbed it, and now the Yankees have come back after they signed Marcus Stroman as kind of a backup sort of option. So I'm kind of interested to see what will happen uh, and with a higher uh, AAV and average annual value. Uh, Maybe that'll do it, because I don't think they're going to give him more than five or six years. So. Yeah, it's crazy. But so real quick, Brig, just I want to just say that this is transitioning in, us into an entire segment plus about Scott Boris, <laughs> by the yeah. way. Oh, yeah. So go. let's talk about uh, Cody Bellinger. Go ahead. Okay. So Cubs owner Tom Ricketts says that the Cubs and Cody Bellinger, they have talked, but it's not really reached the point of negotiations. So like. What is what are you doing? You pass him in the hallway and you, hey, how you doing? Good. How are you? Yeah, thanks very much. That's talking. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's the interested? Yeah, interested. Okay. Yeah. You want to stay stick around? Yeah. You're gonna pay me? Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. Well, that's it, right? No negotiations at this point. Scotty B, Scott Boris says, uh, or is holding things up because he's trying to pull his I want to talk to the owner move. That's like a old school standard scott boris thing to do especially when and i feel like he's the only guy who does that yeah (laughs) he's like nobody else does this well maybe but like you'll get into it in a little bit in in a little bit but go ahead sorry go ahead no that's okay so ricketts says he does not want to talk to scott boris because it would undermine his gm carter hawkins and president of baseball operations jed hoyer this is a brilliant move i mean talk about being on your team's team right yeah. he's like no go through my guys that's what this is for that that's why they're here <laughs> yes exactly. you don't need me i trust them and <laughs> and we dealt with you last year you know how we do business yeah yeah exactly come on now scott boris his take on this uh he says it's the normal owner signature move to be involved in the efforts of recruiting players and reaching out to me so I can convey to the player the ownership of the team uh, that covets them. It's like, this is the essence of free agency, and it is a custom and practice for ownership to express commitment and involvement. 
Did you feel the tongue and the cheek there? Because I cannot I felt do this. The pretentiousness. I mean, it was like, pretentious, but yeah. my goodness, this guy. Hold on while I roll my eyes. <laughs> like, so, <laughs> like we said, though, he's like the only guy who does this. And, you know, maybe there's maybe there's somebody else here or there who does it, right? He's sure. Like, he's like, I would like to speak with the owner just so that we can get things straight, let you know, like, this is what you're getting. But Boris, he won't talk unless the owner comes in. Like, he, yeah. it's almost like um no let me speak to your manager <laughs> right it's like the care i don't move. i don't believe you i want to speak to your manager yes. i don't believe that this is the policy well it just makes him look bad i don't know why well, he does I a mean, pretty good job of making himself look bad most other times as well and does. this is the thing too that i don't understand is that he makes his guys look bad too that's what i was just gonna say like if he didn't bring the bring in the money that he's known for bringing in none of this would fly yeah and that like that's it but that's a chicken and egg thing is he bringing in the money because of these things he's doing or are these things he's doing bringing in the money and, and i don't know i don't think Same these question. things he's doing is bringing in the money anymore <laughs> maybe it used to yeah but i don't think it is anymore i think teams have had it with sh with his shenanigans and it's gotten to the point like his guys are the ones who are holding up the entire market right now, Brig. The whole thing is at a standstill because of his guys who are on the market. And I know, like, you know, the teams don't love it. Major League Baseball sure as heck doesn't like it. No. The fans hate it. And the players oh, can't we, like it. Like, at what point it. do players are just be like, you know, it's not worth it. The juice is not worth the squeeze. Somebody else can get me the money that I want and that I'm worth. Yeah. Well, and especially because there's all this talk about a salary cap and, and that kind of thing that's going to change the way he is able to do business anyway. So if and when that gets, you know, on the table and they actually get to it, which I think is or like some kind of max contract or something, you know, like, yeah, you can't negotiate above it. It's like, right. So what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, still will be room for negotiation, but it's interesting. Okay, so because of this, I think, well, and probably because of all, a lot of other things, but timeliness is the key here. The timeliness of this. Rob Manfred now brought up uh, a solution to remedy this sort of standstill in the market problem that Brad was talking about, um, specifically with Boris clients and a few others. So he wants, he proposed a free agency signing period in December, sort of a deadline. Uh, that all free agents need to have yeah, met. He said like two weeks. Like yeah. I, he said ideally during the winter meetings when we're all together so we can just get it all happen. He's like, he's like, all the owners are together, all the jams are together, the media is there so they can break the yeah. news for the fans and everybody. It's like this would be it's a perfect storm. But then he's like, we pitched it to the players in the last CBA negotiations, <laughs> but it wasn't received well. It's like, yeah, of course it wasn't. <laughs> right. No, no duh. Super duh. <laughs> Scott Scott Boris Scotty B says that deadlines are death lines to players. That's those are the words he used. So we're waiting on Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, Blake Snell, and Jordan Montgomery. Those are the four players that are still on the market, and everything behind them. All the other free agents are kind of at a standstill until those four dominoes fall. So, Brad, do you think a free agency period makes sense? Yes and no. Like, yeah, it makes sense so the guys can get into spring training, right? 
so that yeah. everybody has a home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think two weeks is too small, right? Like maybe yeah. make it make the deadline like the Sunday before pitchers and catchers report. Pitchers and catchers reported on Wednesday. Maybe make it on Sunday. Make it Super Bowl Sunday. What the heck? Why not? There you go. Yeah. You know, let's do it that way. Yeah. But the problem is, is like, okay, so what happens if you have a guy who hasn't gotten an offer that he wants or hasn't gotten an offer, period? Like, is he ineligible to play for that season? Like, the logistics my, of it are tough, right? That's my question, yeah. And and I do see the, the Scott Boris argument here because his big one of the big things he talked about, he's like, guys aren't going to get what they're worth if you have a small window because if a guy waits and waits and waits and waits and then he rejects five offers, then you get the sixth offer. It's like, well, this is the last you've got, so you've got to take it or you're not eligible this year, right? Like, yeah. teams can hold guys hostage, and I don't like that for them. No, the owners, that puts you know. them in the driver's seat, and that's not what we want. Yeah. Yeah, but on the other hand, though, it would be nice to get some incentive for guys to sign. You know, because yeah, well, the NBA doesn't have a deadline. Team. I don't think major league or no. uh, the NFL doesn't sure as heck doesn't have a deadline because you guys have you have guys holding out through camp, through week yeah. one. Yeah, right. So yeah. I don't know. It's the idea of it is okay. It's fine, but the logistics of it are a mess and will never ever ever fly. I don't. But think. the logistics surrounding the situation we're dealing with now also a mess let's be fair so we you know and it's a mess for the players all four of these guys and everybody behind them in the market it's Mm -hmm. a mess for them too the teams don't know how to work out their guys effectively they're going to struggle to put together an effective squad uh matchups for spring training because they got to get reps for the guys they want to see potentially on the the team this thing too, though, like Cody Bellinger, Matt Chapman, like those guys can come into a team seamlessly. They're position players, right? Hey, yeah. go out there and hit for us. Go yeah. out there and play outfield. Go play third base, especially Matt Chapman playing playing third base. Like, just go play a really good third base for us. Do your job. Yeah. You know, Cody Bellinger, if he's out in the outfield, like, hey, learn how to communicate with your guys during BP today. Figure out whatever system they have, right? Like, yeah. figure that out. But Blake yeah. Snell and Jordan Montgomery, you want those guys in camp because there's a reason pitchers and catchers report early. Mm-hmm. Because the catchers have to know what they're catching. I understand there's traits, right? I, I get, it. For sure. I get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But, but ideally, you want the pitchers and catchers to develop a relationship so you know right. what's going on, so they can work together. And especially guys like Blake Snell, Jordan Montgomery, you want your catcher on the same same page with them as soon as possible. Yeah. So things can go as well as possible from yeah. day one. It's an intimate relationship, and it needs to be in a rhythm. You got to have it in a rhythm. If it's not dialed in, then it. You know, who knows what could happen? Yeah, for sure. All right, we're going to move away from the hot stove stuff for a minute uh, because, but we're going to stay with Rob Manfred because commissioner, his royal commissionerness, Rob Manfred says he will be done and will retire at the end of his current term. Now, don't get your hopes up because that still isn't <laughs> until 2029. <laughs> Only five years, though, Brig. Only. Yeah, but it's still five more years. <laughs> So from where I sit, that feels like a really long time. So I think that means that there's going to be, there's going to be one more CBA negotiation during that window. I think he's going to do one more CBA negotiation and then he'll be done after that. I think so. So we have one more disaster to wait for. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, (laughs) it, I mean, if you look at it from the owner's perspective, it makes sense, right? Keep the guy in who's been doing the thing, playing the game, 
tooting our horn for us, waving our flag, whatever you want to call it. And we want him to push the rest of our stuff through, if possible, the next time. If you installed a new guy right now or a new gal or whatever, a new commissioner right now, oh, man, they would inherit so much hot garbage. Um, it would be – Well, would put depending on who it is, hand. depending on who it is, maybe we want them to in- inherit the hot garbage so they can clean it up. Yeah. What would right? you? So I still go back to Joe Torrey, right? I still think Joe Torrey would make a terrific commissioner, and he's already he in—he's already in the commissioner's office. He Do you know how old he'll be in twenty twenty-nine? I know he'll be probably one hundred fifty thousand. Pretty close. He'll like legit be almost ninety. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah, so he's—he's he's not the guy. No. I know you like Bob Costas, but he's not the guy. He's he'll be almost guy. eighty and super crotchety by then. Yeah, yeah, he's getting so we. He's getting don't... crotchety, isn't he? He is. He is getting. He's crotchety. getting real surly. Yeah, I noticed that this last season. I was, I, I had a little bit of a a new uh, view on old Bob Costas this season. It was pretty funny. Getting to be curmudgeonly. Yeah, he is. He is. Not but, he's not quite the poopy pantsery, which I am glad about. But right, I'm sure he will be by then, though. He could be. Yeah. <laughs> what would you think? Do you think Theo Epstein would be willing to be the commissioner? Bro, bro, you just blew my mind. Okay, that might be the most amazing thought experiment, because I'll bet he would crush it. I think he would too. Because he, he understands, he seems like he types. understands the players really, really yes. well. Yes. Yeah. Oh, dude, I love this, and he's he's a great age. He's going to be at a great point in his career at that point. He's done everything else there is to do in baseball. I mean, he's part of the ownership group of the Red Sox now, so he's like I know invested in that part of it right now. But that's what I mean. Like he's done so, yeah. everything so he, he could, could do. So he could sell his shares and go be the yeah. commissioner. Yeah, and be like, look. I've been there. I've been to those meetings. I'm, yeah. I've been to those meetings as a low-level employee, a GM president, and now as part as a part owner of a team. I understand it all. I've negotiated. I've worked it with all the players, right? So lots of conflict resolution, lots of legalese, lots of. I don't see the problem. Maybe he's bro, the guy. Bro, we need a T-shirt or something. <laughs> we have to be careful with what we put on it though, because I don't think yeah. we want to have something like Epstein for president. <laughs> I just had the same thought. I was like, uh, oh, no. Theo for commish. Theo for commish. Oh, that's good. That's really good. Okay. All right, let's move on. Uh, we need to get a, an image up, Brad. While I talk about this, will you see if you can find a before and after? So, baseball yeah. family, if you haven't been paying attention, it's okay. We'll let you know that Nike has issued new uniforms. New jerseys are out. They redesigned the uniforms. They, they say it's to help players stay cooler during the summer. And they they uh, debuted, I guess is the right word, during the All-Star game last year, this last season. And it's that new uh, – it's not called Cool Base. It's called something else. But it's this the Cool new, Base is what they had. What they had yeah, it's this new, like – moisture wicking breathability whatever performance apparel thing and it's proprietary to nike um and during all nike will tell us is that everybody loved it during the all-star game well that's what manfred said that everybody loved it right that's all we've heard from that group 
<laughs> so yeah. So now we're finally hearing from the players specifically, and here's a couple of the uh, quotes from around the league. Trey Turner says, "I know everybody hates them." Matt Stram says, "Don't fix what's not broken." Manfred says the uniforms were introduced in the All Star Game last year. All positive feedback. So here's what's different. Okay, the uniforms are designed to be a lighter weight than what they traditionally wear. It's 25% stretchier, and tw- and it dries 28% faster. Um, so the question is, first so of all, if you're, like. if you're watching. Yeah. Sorry. Go ahead, Brad. <laughs> we did the same thing at the same time. If you're watching, go yeah. ahead and tell us what you think. Because, uh, Kate, visually, you've got, on the new ones, you've got a more pronounced arch in the the last name on the back of uniforms that have last names. Granted, this one is, it's a shorter name, right? It's yeah. George Kirby compared to Logan Gilbert on the, yeah. comparing the uniforms. Okay, but I still think that it does a good job explaining how pronounced that arch is. Yeah. The the Major League Baseball logo has moved from the collar above the piping and stitch line to beneath it. And it's now collar, logo, last name, number. And Instead so what that of, does though, what that does though is it pushes everything down. It that's what I'm saying. That's the problem. That's the problem with it. Well, it's not only the only problem, Brad. The the other problem is is that the the names are significantly smaller. Mm-hmm. I can't tell by this photograph, but I I feel like all of the images I've seen so far show that the name and the jersey numbers appear to be sort of screen printed on or some side. They are. It yep. looks like an iron on. It looks like a cheap iron on. That's going to get crinkly and worn, not like the stitched embro- uh, embroidered stuff we've seen with that tackle twill material of old, uh, which I think is superior in terms of durability and aesthetic, in my opinion. Um, the the colors are more washed out in these new uh, mm-hmm. uniforms, and I think they just look stupid. I don't know how they oh. fit and feel. But I think it looks stupid. What do you think, Brad? Okay, so here's the thing. It's like it, it does have the feel of like a replica jersey that you buy, not at a team store, but at like a Walmart, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So the this is the thing is that I'm going to take this down. So, yes, you're right. The stitched on numbers, the embroidery, all that, it makes it gives it a professional grade feel. That like yeah. you've paid a lot of money for this jersey, and it's gonna feel like really, really nice, really dirt, really durable. Authentic, but this is right. yes, authentic, right? But here's the thing: I know for sure the NFL has gone to like the screen screen printed style. I'm not sure if exa- if it's exactly screen printed, but that's what it feels like. Right? Yeah. The yeah. NFL has gone to this. They've had this for several years. The Seahawks got it when they got their revamp like 12 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they were the first team to get it. And I was kind of like, I'm not sure about that. But then it's like, oh, I get it. You're not pulling numbers off anymore. And I sure. thought, I was like, those numbers are going to, I was like, it's going to get scraped off and there's going to, numbers yeah. going to get ripped off on the turf. It has, I've never seen it happen. So huh. these, 
like the numbers are way more durable than what you think. Okay, that's and good. This is the other this other thing with them is that even if it did, even if you did lose part of a number in an incident with dirt, grass, turf, whatever, guess Spons. what? Yeah. It's never going to wear that uniform again. Guys don't wear you don't wear like a specific jersey more than like a, a couple times. Listen. Listen, Brad. So who cares? So they they don't care about durability, break. They don't right, care about it. Listen, we're talking about it from two different perspectives. I'm talking about which one am I going to buy, and which one's available for me to wear okay. as a fan. Okay, all right, okay. So here's my argument with there with that as well. Okay, so okay. I, at first I was kind of like, yeah, that feels cheap, but I was like, no, I hate the stitched on numbers. You know why? You can't fold it. You cannot fold the jersey to put in oh, your suitcase. Please. And if you, you do don't fold want... it, when you do fold it, so you've got to fold around the numbers, right? Yeah. Which, by the way, I'm a professional at break. Okay? I'm a pro at folding around the numbers. I had so many jerseys for so many years. Yeah, None yeah, of them got too. creased until one time something accidentally got folded over in my suitcase. And the number yeah. seven on my Brandon Roy jersey has had a crease on it ever since. You know what's not going to happen with a screen printed jersey? It's not gonna have a crease in the number. I doubt. Yeah, I disagree. I know. I don't think it will. It comes Let's out. I promise you. I promise. It does. You. It does. It doesn't stay. Wow. I doubt it. And I. I am way I more likely to, believe to wash you. a jersey. I'm way more likely to wash this jersey than I was the one with the stitched on numbers too. I was terrified to wash those. Sure. Okay. There's like, a good point. I, so there's I that. The way. Okay. <laughs> I feel that way too. Yeah. <laughs> and if you've ever sat with a jersey that has the stitched on numbers for any extended periods of time, it gets stiff. That part yeah. on your back gets super hot. That part on your front is stiff and hard to move. Like I have yeah. them. I have them with the Seattle yeah. Mariners across the front, right? Yeah. And you can't like lean over to eat your hot dog without like getting jabbed in your chest or your stomach with it. <laughs> yeah. Like that's a real thing. You're not gonna have to worry about this thing. This thing is gonna move with you, and I love that. Uh, now I will say the price point. These are outrageously priced, Brig. Yeah, that's they're like uh, over four hundred dollars, and that is unacceptable. For what you're getting, I agree with that. Because used to they would sell jerseys with this same concept, and they were like a quarter of the price of the on the authentic on field jersey. Exactly. Just because this is what they're wearing now, you can't hike up the price. See, and that's that's why I feel like I'm part of why I'm so offended by the whole thing is that I think they look worse and cheaper. I think that the price points way, way, way too high. And I I am really worried about the the durability of the of the thing, not as a player on the field, but as a fan through the years. I'm not worried about the durability. That's good. Not even I'm a little bit for you. No, and I think it's just an adjustment period that eventually we're going to get to the point where this is the this is the new normal, and it's going to be fine. And I and I hope that the price point does level out and come down. That this is like we have last year's jerseys, we're still selling at full price, but because this is the newest and the greatest technology, we have to hike up the price on it. I yeah, hope anyway. that's what this is. Once they clear everything out, then everything will be fine again. And it makes me realize, Brig, why I got my City Connect jersey for so cheap uh, in December. Yeah. You're clearing them out for new materials. Oh, dude, that makes me. Now that you said that, I wonder if that also coincides with Washington's revamping 
and their dismissal of the City Connect uniforms because they're like, don't even run one. Don't even worry about it. Possibly. Huh. Yeah. Um, here, okay. I'm and maybe the why image. the Dodgers are getting another one. Maybe so. Maybe so. I'm going to pull the new the image back up. The, for me, they've got to fix the size of the name and the dramatic arch in the back. If they fix that, uh, then I won't be so angry. I don't understand why they didn't just like copy and paste it. You That's know? what keep, I want to know. Keep the logo above the piping because it, yes. you, you can't move everything down. I have I have a bootleg jersey where the top button, you know how those top two buttons are close together? Yeah. They're normal distance apart and it pushed everything down. I refuse to wear it because it feels weird. Yeah. I have the and same. And it, it looks weird. You can it tell. It looks weird. I know. Right? I, have I refuse like to that. wear it. Like You can't push everything down with that. Just keep everything in the same spot. It's not yeah. nearly as stark. It'll be fine. Because right now it does look stupid on the back. I think it looks yeah, stupid. And I th- I think this picture, Brig, I think 90% of the color in this picture is lighting because that jersey looks cream. It doesn't look it white. Does. And I guarantee you that jersey's white. It's not cream. Yeah, you're right. So I think 90% of the color issue there is, is lighting. All right, let's move on to Anthony Rendon. 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 He still doesn't like baseball, Brad. <laughs> <laughs> it sure doesn't seem like it. He said... Quote, it's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Uh, What he means to say there is that if something gets in the way of faith and family, if the baseball gets in the way of faith and family, I think he means that he'll just leave. He later added, it's a priority for sure because it's my job. I'm here, aren't I? Now, um, the basketball player, Jokic, Jokic, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Feels exactly the same way. Serbian guy. Yeah. Love him for that attitude, right? Oh, after the finals, he's just like, I am so ready to be done playing basketball. I just want to go ride my horses. I want to go home. Now, here's the difference for me. Because the Bears questioning, why are we upset that Anthony Rendon is talking like this, but we're not upset that that Serbian basketball player is talking like the same messaging, right? They're saying the same thing. Here's the difference. Jokic is winning and he's busting his butt and he is successful and he is all that. Rendon doesn't play half the time and (laughs) doesn't want to play. Uh, uh, it appears and gets in fights with fans and stuff like that. So like that to me, there's the difference. If you were showing up every day and you didn't really like wear your begrudging attitude on your sleeve and you weren't, you know, what, what appears to be stepping away as often as possible. And then you also maintained the sentiment that, yeah, okay, I'm ready to be done though. You'd get a pass for me. That'd, That'd be okay. Right. But yeah. it's not that. It's it's totally, totally different. So the question is, how relatable is this, though? Because I think as fans, how many of us have gone to a job and been like, oh, man, I'm so, so ready this to is be the done. thing. This is the thing. Is that like, so I enjoy what I do with my day job. Yeah. I enjoy it. I don't always enjoy the scope of what I do. Sure. Right? Yeah. But my job as a whole, I enjoy it. But at the same time, in that respect... Sometimes it's just like, it's my job. Got to get through, get my hours in, get my work done, right? Yep. And then when I'm done, I'm done. I don't think about it. I don't answer messages after I'm done because my work time saves my work time, right? Yep. 
So I I get that for him. He's like, this just happens to be my job. Baseball is my job. So I'm going to go do it. I'm going to report to spring training when I'm supposed to. I'm going to do my workouts and go through it, everything. But, and my thing too is like, but my family is number one. So if you want me to work weekends or you need me to work late, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that for you. Right, right. You would have to pay me a whole lot more, which he's getting. And he knew going in, this is how it goes. It's not like somebody held a gun to his head and said, "Uh, excuse me, and you will now be coerced into this thing you didn't sign up for. It's like, no, 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 (laughs) no. Right. Because because he had to he knew the work ethic and what it takes to get there. And he went through and he did it. So at what point for him did it shift or did it never shift? And it was just always like, I want to go get paid and I'm going to get out. Right. Is he just biding his time getting through his contract so he can get out? Because you can't tell me that baseball doesn't cut like cut into your family time. Bro, as as a professional baseball player. It's going Always. to cut in your time with your family. And so I'm curious at what point does the travel schedule get to him? And he's just like, I can't handle anymore. I'm out. Cause that's true. What it seems like. Yeah, it does. So, you know, I, this, anyway. this totally a little, this is totally a tangent, but I just had the funniest thought and I'm going to share it. <laughs> okay. So Dave Ramsey keeps coming under fire on social <laughs> media for the advice that he's been giving specifically our generation for not being I would relatable. Just, <laughs> yeah. I would just love to see him on the phone with Anthony Rendon on that talk show of his being like, all right, Dave, what do you suggest I do with my such and such a millions of dollars and I'm just biding my time, man. I can't. <laughs> How many envelopes would Dave Ramsey recommend? <laughs> well, together? so I, I'm curious. I don't know how much service time he has. I wonder if he's waiting. I mean, he's getting real close to ten years. He's got to be getting close. He's got it. He's got ten years of service time. He's fully vested. So like, he's he out. He could just boom. He could get out if he wanted Dude's to today. Done. Dude is done. That may be. That may be it right there. Okay, so, but here's, there's more. He also said, I don't want to have surgeries. You think I like going under the knife and being in pain the majority of my time? I can't pick up my kids. I can't walk. You think I enjoy that? I don't want to do that. Now, listen, that is relatable. And there are certain situations where a surgical solution is the right answer perhaps the only answer and i'm not a doctor so don't take this as medical advice but i am the i am the recipient of multiple surgeries big fat ugly ones and i'm telling you there is there are moments where you have to like me or you can say no and there are consequences on both sides and it is a lose lose proposition at a certain level so he's not wrong about not being able to pick up his kids or versus, you know, do I want to throw a baseball or do I want to play with my kids? That's a real problem. I, I can see right. that. No, I understand that. But at the same time, Brig, it's another thing you're signing up for. It's like they tell guys and they go to the NFL. The NFL has a 100% injury rate. You are yeah. not going to get out of the NFL without some kind of surgery because that is the yeah. nature of the sport. Yeah. Baseball, with the way that they do surgery now has gotten to be pretty close to the same way. Like you tweaked your ankle in August. It just didn't quite get better. Season's over. Let's go ahead and go. Let's go clean it up. Let's fix it real quick. We've got a bone. Right. Spur. You'll Let's be ready to go by spring training. Training. You'll be fine. Do your rehab. 
during yeah. the during your time off, you'll be ready to go and you'll be fine. Will you be good as new? No, but you'll be better off than you were, right? Yeah. Like that's the thing with the way surgery is now. Guys are having surgeries all the time. It's totally. the nature of the beast, and that is something you're signing up for with this job. Yes, and you need to know that going in. Totally. I don't feel like he should be like, well, I don't want to have surgery as a baseball player. Well, it's part of your job, man. Your team wants you to be the best you can be. Are you ever going to be 100% again? No, but you're going to be better than you were with the injury. I got to so, give him some grace here, though, man, because pain, I've said this all for years, pain is poison, okay? Right, yeah. Chronic pain is poison. It will literally erode your personality. It will erode the views on life that you once held dear, it will take all of your value systems and shake them up in a Yahtzee cup and throw them back on the table. Like, you do not know what it's like to live with chronic pain until you've lived with chronic pain. Not you specifically, Brad, but just no, in I general. Know you're, I, I understand what you're saying, yeah. And I'm telling you that his sort of shifting attitude makes way more sense if we push it through the lens of chronic pain. The dude is in chronic pain and has been for an extended period of time then this sort of angry Anthony that we're seeing now makes a ton of sense. And I'm glad he brought that up because that offers us an opportunity to either empathize or sympathize with him. And I don't think he's been getting that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It, Cause that, but the other thing, the other thing with this though, Brig, is that we, was it Jonathan Papabon who said that he didn't like baseball and he's in Washington. Now, see, there. So yes. So he's net. I don't know that the chronic pain is necessarily shifting his view on the sport. You're right. You're it right. might just maybe be an excuse. Tough. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Or maybe you that's know? the only reason he's being vocal about it now. I don't know. Maybe I'm just. I don't know. I'm just saying that 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 last little bit of information offered me some nuance, and I I think it's probably more nuanced than we once thought. It could be. It could be. Or that could just be his new excuse could be because i do i do think brig i do think brig that especially as a professional athlete you have to realize at one point or another i'm gonna especially if you've been in the league for 10 years at one point or another i'm gonna have an assert an injury that requires surgery yeah i'm not gonna like it i'm not gonna like the rehab because rehab sucks bro but I've got to go through it. I've got to get it done, especially if I want to continue to make millions upon millions of dollars <laughs> every single year to play a yeah. kid's game. That's true. I agree with that. Because that's why they make millions upon millions of dollars every single year is because they're really, really good at what they do. And to continue to be able to earn that paycheck, they have to go through all the really crappy stuff to get there. I always joke that, man, if I had learned how to work hard, like early I'd have been a way better baseball player than I was because as sure. like, like an 11, 12 year old, I was told like, man, you're the best player on this team. It's like, I need to work hard at baseball. I got this got to figure yeah, it out exactly. during yeah. 13, 14, 15 years old, no longer the best player on my team. I don't know what it takes to get to that next level though. And I never did. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah, he's been through right. the crappy to get there. He should understand it. And, and this is the next level crappy. Yeah. And a there's lot of guys crap. deal with it. Uh, yeah. doesn't matter what your job is. There's a bunch of crap for sure. <laughs> You're right, man. It's I'm there. I'm telling you. 
Baseball family, let us know what you think about that and any other topic that we talked about today. You can drop your comment down in the comment section on the YouTubes. Drop something in the mailbag for us um, so that we can see what you think about it because we're curious all the time about what the listeners think about the topics we cover. And we've been getting more more and more comments in the comment section. We might need to pull some of them and make like a quasi- mailbag episode one of these days and heck if you want us to do a mailbag episode just drop something in the mailbag or slip into our dms on instagram something i don't know both are good the mailbag is available at baseballtogether.com and Mm. you can like and subscribe the show anywhere you you consume it Uh, we're on all the audio the audio platforms um spotify apple Podcasts, etc as in many places as you can find it we're on youtube as well but we've got tiktok uh, Instagram, Facebook, and sometimes we'll jump into Twitter X, whatever they call it. So um, I'm trying to, I want to be more active there this year. So if you want me to be too. more active, follow and we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I want Brad to be we'll more see. active there too. I bet you do want me to be more active. <laughs> 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 anyway, oh, baseball family, thank you so much for joining us. We will catch you next week.